Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and I have two wonderful guests today. I have guys that are going to give us some information, Scott Jordan, and, of course, a very familiar voice to a lot of you, Keith Quinn. They're both with me today. We're going to be talking about making the decision to retire, and then how do you transition? And that's really kind of a tough decision sometimes. And... Well, we're going to get into 10 ways to go broke in retirement. Now, you don't want to miss that. You need to take notes 10 ways. That's Normally, I would never tell you the number, but there's 10 of them, and they're very solid, and we'll try to cover as many as we can today. But let me start this. Scott, I want to start with you. Welcome to the program, sir. Uh, it's glad to be here, Jim. And Keith, uh, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, sir. And welcome back. Uh, I mean, thank you, sir. <laughs> fun to be back. Uh, <laughs> making the decision to retire. It's a, it's a, that's a, I mean, that can be a very gut wrenching, you know, decision. It's significant. It's probably one of the most important decisions that people make in their you know, lifetime. Because you go and, through this whole career and you're thinking through that process. So let me ask you this in your experience working with clients, what usually leads people to make the decision to retire to leave the workforce? Well, you know, a lot of times, Jim, is they've prepared well and they, they have the financial resources and they want to do it. But for others, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people that retire early, it's not necessarily by choice. Sometimes it's for health reasons, you know, or, or taking care of a loved one that's going through a health situation. Or they're just tired of their job or loss of job opportunities. So there's lots of reasons why people do it, and it's not always it's not always by choice. You talked about to me earlier that it's sometimes the whole idea of the dramatic effect of it being a thought process of well-being and quality of life for many years. So it's like that's the decision they have to make. That's that's correct, you know, and and how you plan for that and when you decide to do that, exactly what you said, that can have a significant impact on on well-being and quality of life for years to come. Well, well-being and quality of life, two, two buzzwords that I want you to put in your mind and think with me today. Thanks for listening because these guys are going to walk us through how do you transition into retirement, the idea behind well-being and quality of life. And once you do, we're going to dive into 10 ways to go broke. Now, I know you're listening, and that's catchy, and that's important, but the reality is, we're going to give you some advice on how not to go broke. So we're going to tie that together. You don't want to miss that part of the program. You've got to stay with us. You've got to pay attention because we're going to give you some very fundamental thoughts. And yet there are going to be things that could change the way you retire. So you just tuned in. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to Talk Money on KWAM. We'll be right back after this.
Jim Shoemaker, Keith Quinn, and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Helping you make the most of your money. Talk Money will return right after this. The Bailey Law Firm knows we are all aging. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call the Bailey Law Firm at 843-2760 or visit them at thebaileylawfirm.com. Today is the youngest you will ever be. Let the Bailey Law Firm help you. The Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and pro. It's what they do. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan. It's the results. If you have financial questions that you would like answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. I am Jim Shoemaker, and along with Keith Quinn and Scott Jordan, we're going to be talking about, for you, making the decision to retire is a tough decision. And as Scott said earlier, it really does affect the well-being and quality of life. And I tell you, we have seen that. We have walked through so many people. It is amazing to me, Scott, as we talk through that, the whole idea of a person retiring and, and that, that that when you get to that point, you, it's kind of like, mm, boy, you know, I, I, I want to retire. I need to retire, I, you know, or I've been forced to retire, but I don't know what I'm going to do. So I really am looking for what do you how do you deal with this? How, what's some of the questions and decisions you have to make? Well, I think it's important to have a plan, Jim, uh, and and think about, you know, that psychological transition in retirement. We see this a lot. You know, when you're talking to people about that transition years before it happens, there's a lot of enthusiasm and excitement. And then the closer that date gets, you almost see a sense of dread come over them as, you know, it's it's such a tough decision. It's such a transition. Uh, I think it's important to have a plan of how you're going to fill your time in retirement. I absolutely agree with that. And I also think it's one of those positions you get into where you start realizing, look, I can't go back to work. So I've earned what I'm going to earn and it's got to last. <laughs> and so that's it. That, that's a whole idea of, you know, the, the effect that that person has, the way they look. I was talking to someone yesterday and they, they asked me a question. And, and I, I have to admit to you that when I was talking to him, I figured he was around. I get the thinking, well, he's probably 60 and he's going through this process. And he said, well, I've been working with this company for 27 years. He was on the phone and, um, I, I knew him, but I hadn't paid attention. You know, I really right. hadn't thought about it. I mean, literally, I was thinking he was 50. He'd been with the company, as he said, 27 years. And, you know, and I said, well, great, that's that's good. And as he was walking me through this process, he says, now, I'm in my second career. And I'm thinking, okay, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> so I said, what does that mean? He said, well, I've been working for this this other company. <laughs> you ready for this? <laughs> 17 years. And I'm going, wow. oh, my goodness. Now. I I was trying to, you know, okay, I said, okay, maybe he's 65, 66. Right. And he was going through this whole idea, the whole idea behind effect, you know, the, what was the, 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 the idea behind quality of life, you know, my well-being. This guy was 76 years old and still working. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he blew me away. Yeah. Now, I, I put him, I, you know, knew his face, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I would have never dreamed. Now, his comment to me really did kind of change my whole thought process. He said, I retired, and I got sick. Wow. I mean, he, he said, I wasn't prepared. He said, I didn't, as you said, I didn't have a plan. And he said, I realized real quick I couldn't retire. Now, that's the whole mindset behind it. And, but I got a sense from him as I talked with him for a while and tried to answer some of his questions that the the reality was he was enjoying what he was doing, but he wasn't where he thought he was going to be at 76. Right, right. I know, you know, my dad went through something very similar when he retired, you know, this idea of what are you going to do to fill your time? And they've got a place in North Carolina, kind of up in the mountains, and it's in the woods a little bit. Well, he spends his days out there working on the woods, and he can work <laughs> on it for the rest of his life and probably the rest of mine. And it will not get done, but it looks great. Yeah. He enjoys it, uh, but it's just something he he's can do every day. He's got same tree Absolutely. down five times. Well, right? he's clearing out brush like you wouldn't believe, but it looks phenomenal, and yeah. it's a big project, but it's something to keep you busy. Well, I think the whole idea behind it, I guess, and Scott, I'm looking to continue when you think about this, the question to retire is, is emotional and it has to do with your predictions. Talk about that for me. Well, it's an emotional time naturally because it's a big transition, but it's also, you know, you're kind of predicting what life's going to be like going forward and what's going to make you happy. And and I think that's challenging for people. I think you know, they're they're relying on past experiences to make that prediction, and maybe they're viewing retirement as a long extension of a great vacation they had one time. And, you know, once that enthusiasm wears off, you start to really kind of sit back and go, wait a minute, what am I going to do to fill all this time? I got so, a guy that was going to play golf, and he said after about the 90, you know, the 90th right, day. Right, that can get yeah, old. He said, I was done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> said, yeah, I, exactly. I was play. And his wife said, well, you're going to do something. <laughs> you're not staying in the house. <laughs> you know, we got a, an article that we read recently, and I, I think Scott, you mentioned it's something about the MetLife mature market. Sure. Give me those statistics because I think those are to, brings a lot of home to home for us. Yeah, uh, Mature Market Institute of MetLife they did a, a survey of baby boomers that were age sixty five, which is a common retirement age. And what they found out is the top three reasons for retiring was you know thirty six percent of them reached retirement age and and wanted to retire, but eighteen uh, percent of those retired for health reasons, and another fourteen percent retired because they needed to stop working. And now another important statistic there is when you look at what they found for the people who retired earlier than expected, 37% of those cited health reasons and another 16% cited job loss or loss of job opportunities as a reason for retiring. So that's, a, that's important when you're putting together your retirement plan and thinking about how long you're going to work is, you know, may have to leave sooner than expected. All right, let me tie this together for everybody listening. Obviously, what Scott said at the top of the hour was you need a plan. Now, we talk about that, but that's not just I'm planning to retirement. That's not a plan. A plan is taking all the contingencies that you can put in your mind thought process, and you've been sharing some of those with us, Scott, and trying to see if this happens, what if, if this happens, what if, and that's what we do in the firm. Scott, I've watched you do that with multiple clients doing the what ifs and so many times clients so easily get sidetracked because they get on a path that they feel like my uncle did this or my dad as you were talking about Keith my dad did this right but that may not be what they are able to do they need the idea of playing the what ifs yeah I think Jim that's one of the most important things we do in our retirement plan is when we start stress testing the plan you know what what happens if this happens what if I need long-term care you know, what if I have to retire a few years earlier than expected? And I think that opens 
opens the client's mind to things that are possible and things that could happen, and, and they really appreciate that process when we take them through that. Well, I agree. If you just tuned in, I want to remind you we have a sponsor, a new sponsor of the Bailey Law Firm. Talk Money is brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and probate planning for all generations. We thank them. We're looking forward for, to a long relationship with them on the program. And uh, actually, Mac Bailey will be with us next, next week. Next week, right? Yeah, yeah. And we we're going to be talking about elder care and all the ideas behind estate planning, how to deal with probate. That's just next week's program. Just thought I would bring that up. Mac Bailey and the Bailey Law Firm. Keith, other than being financially prepared, as we were talking about, what is another challenge that you see when working with clients transitioning into retirement? Well, it's it's as we were talking about it. You know, the financial plan is very important. Obviously, how are you going to fund your retirement? But the psychological aspects of the retirement, you know, as you've talked about before on the show, you know, all of a sudden, you know, a husband and wife who've been spending their days apart for the last 40 years are going to be together. You know, what are they going to do? Uh, you know, it's just thinking through all the things about retirement that you wouldn't normally think of when you're talking about a retirement plan. Well, when you when you put that out, I guess, Scott, I'm looking for, I know that, that particular psychology today article brought about a couple of questions that people have to ask themselves in the next couple of minutes can we go through a couple of those questions because i think people need to be prepared as they're thinking about this the whole idea of the decision to retire and and it needs to kind of be able to set some sort of a starting point uh they need to understand all the psychology around it uh can you know there's just so much the transition and that's really what we know so give us what the Psychology Today article said with number one, first question. Well, I think the first and most important question is, do you enjoy your job? Uh, you know, how much does that j- job really, really uh, provide you a sense of purpose and meaning in life? How, how easy is it going to be to walk away from that? Um, you know, some people enjoy what they're doing so much. Um, and we see this a lot with a lot of people that are in leadership roles. You know, the, a lot of their identity, their social interaction, their friendships are, are through their work. And so walking away from that and, and leaving that behind can be a real challenge. You know, I, I can identify with that as I've talked to people. I can remember one one particular uh, pastor that, that actually, you know, he, 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 he tells very quickly, he said, I, I waited too long to retire. I mean, he said, I should have retired earlier. And, right. and, you know, he stayed around and he's still doing he's still doing some work. I mean, he just he can't put that mantle down that God's placed on his heart. It's just very hard now. Now, he calls himself retired, but right. he's working, I think, harder than he did 20 <laughs> years ago. That's what happens. Well, yeah. And I think in your case, you know, I doubt Miss Linda is going to take direction as well as Scott and I do. So, you know, that, that might be an issue. <laughs> Let me think about this. Well, you're right. I don't think She's quick to tell me that, too, by the way. I mean, she said, hey, I married you for lunch, you know, but I'm not too expecting to cook you lunch. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, you're right. That's a good point. A lot of people don't really uh, plan for right. what are you, you know, how is your family going to, to deal with that? How is your spouse going to deal with you coming home or being at home? And I think that's a great thing that you guys do, and, and we all try to do at the firm when you're dealing with clients. And as Scott said, you know, walking through the, the practical implications of a plan, what does retirement look like for each person in a couple? Because it may be totally different, and it's something that they need to just talk about and think about, you know, before it becomes an issue. Absolutely. Question number two, Scott. 
Question number two is, is your job stressful? Is it is it the stress that you're trying to get away from? A lot of people now are viewing the uh, retirement years as a chance to reinvent themselves. Uh, maybe go back to school or try a different career or look for opportunities to do something different. So maybe it's just the stressful job that they're in currently that they're trying to retire and get away, away from, but maybe doing something different will provide that that important social interaction and sense of purpose and meaning in life. Great point. Now, we're talking about making the decision to retire and the transition. In the second half of the program, we're going to tie, you know, jump into the 10 ways to go broke in retirement. So you don't, stay with us because we're not going to, you don't want to miss that part. But we're dealing with the Psychology Today article that was talking about the the experience of someone going through retirement and the issues that they face. And question number one, do you enjoy your job? We got that. I think that we went through that process, meaning and purpose and how difficult that is. But then is the job stressful? And uh, maybe you want to reinvent yourself, as Scott says. Number three, Keith, what's number three? Well, and that was the, you know, does your job provide the critical social needs that you've gotten from, from your workplace? You know, we have, we all have an awful lot of friendships at the workplace. You know, we have a lot of relationships that we've built up. You know, we have the events that we attend. We have the, the people that we interact with. We're not going to have that same level of interaction with those same folks in the same way when we go into retirement. It's something a lot of people wouldn't think about. Oh, it's amazing. That is so critical. I could, I know as, as people, as I, Talk to people. They say, "Well, you know, I always go to and they exactly. Name we have the they, things we do every year you know, that we just don't think about and take for granted." Absolutely. And he says, "I, I'd really." My wife looks at this because they don't see we don't see this, these couples, but once a year. And he said, "You know, the reality is, she's saying, what are we going to do to have that social interaction with right. them after I retire?'" They're talking about himself. He, he happens to be a, a professional, a doctor, and he's he's it's the medical programs that he is consistently gone to for year after sure. year and it's friends and they're social and they, you know, now they see each other once a year, <laughs> right. but that's important <clears throat> from him. I do think that is so critical. For I think people. that's a big one. So, okay. Number four, let's look at the last questions that I came out with from psychology today. And uh, Scott, walk us through that one. Well, I think number four is kind of a summary of everything we've been talking about. It's, you know, are you psychologically prepared to retire and do you have a plan? Uh, you know, going back to the unrealistic expectations of a lifelong vacation, uh, people really need to sit down and, and really plan out how they're going to feel each and every minute of those days when, when essentially every day becomes Saturday. Now, I don't know. I kind of like the expectation of every day being Saturday. <laughs> I, I don't know. I hate to I'm tell just you, saying. My Saturdays, uh, it's back to what she said. Now I got you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's what I expect to get done right, on right. your Saturday. Yeah, right. yeah that's, oh, that's that, 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 Bob depressed now. <laughs> but, hey, you know, I think it's important that people think about what are you going to do. So here are the four questions. Do you enjoy your job? And when we've talked about that, provide a sense of meeting and, and it's a purpose for life. And we've kind of got into that. And, and I think in a good way of walking us through that. And then question number two, is your job stressful? Is it retirement that you seek or change? Right. And then sometimes people need to reinvent. Maybe it is a second career. As I was talking about the young man, actually 76 year old young man, 76 years old that had changed and had reinvented himself not somewhat out of a need. But you could tell he was enjoying a little bit, but it wasn't his wasn't his idea when he was thirty five. Right. And I guess right. I want people listening, pay attention to the fact that don't wait till you're fifty five 
to start trying to do your planning. If you're listening and you're 35 or you're 40 or 45, that's when you start. And that's when you start saving the money. That's when you start making the decisions of what retirement's going to look like. Now, you have the plenty of time to adjust. But when you get to be 65, your time to adjust is over. Right. It is very, very difficult. Question number three talked about, you, you know, the critical social needs. So many times that changes. I, I know there's a group at our church that um, I can't remember what they call them, uh, but, but it's, a, it's a name that my wife says we will never belong. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the, it's the old folks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I hate to say this. She said, we're not going there. You know, we're, we're not. And I'm thinking, but that's that social life for a lot of people. So I guess we're, we're not going to that group. I get that. I understand that. And then, of course, uh, Scott walked us through the, the fourth one. It is a summary, kind of the whole idea of psychology, your thought process, and do you have a strategy? Do you have some idea of what you want to do? That's what we've been talking about. Any summary, guys? Well, I, I just think, you know, you hit on it at the top of when we were just started this, uh, talking about the quality of life. There is nothing sadder for you to work your entire life and then have a miserable retirement. Oh. And, and think about it. Retirement today is not like retirement when I got It is business. absolutely not. I mean, you got into business. If you retired and lived 10 years, that's a big deal. A big deal. <laughs> today, you can retire and live 30 years. And it that's what people absolutely. don't realize. So planning and having a strategy, know the psychology about what it is, the emotions and all the things that go. That's what we've been talking about. Scott Jordan, Keith Quinn, they're my guests. We've been talking about some ways that you need to transition, some thought process. And I think that's been a good program for you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've listened to, to making the decision to retire and how to transition to it. When we come back, 10 ways to go broke in retirement. This program, this part of the program, Talk Money, is brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and probate planning for all generations. We'll be right back after this. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results, research, investment advice, or a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return right after this. Shoemaker Financial and Securian Financial Services do not provide tax or legal advice. Individuals should always consult their tax or legal professionals regarding their own specific situation. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money. My guest today is Scott Jordan and Keith Quinn. We've been talking about making the decision to retire. And how do you transition into that retirement? That's kind of a... A psychological, emotional thing. And we've kind of put that together. And if you got questions for these guys, give them a call at 757-5757. Anytime they're there to answer your questions and give you some insight, whether it's the making the decision to retire uh, or transitioning, we know how to guide you through that, even as we talked a little bit earlier about the what-ifs. Man, that is so critical. Now, let me, Keith, I want to toss it to you. I, I so much appreciate your insight and all the things you do. Keith is our director of investments at uh, investment. He chairs our investment committee. He basically handles our portfolios, manages all the things that we do as far as what selections we use to put together a portfolio for anybody, you individually, 
This is Keith's job. Does a wonderful job at it, and he's a pretty good co-host. So, uh, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, had to drag co-host. that out of you. Yeah. It does a lot with me. But I guess Keith, give me the update today. I mean, we've got a couple of things I want to talk about. Whether it's the what's going on, we got the jobs report. Right, got the jobs report this morning. Well, we've you know number one, we've had a good year so far. Uh, we thought this year would be volatile, but we saw the end of the quarter numbers that came out last week. Uh, the S and P five hundred again, this U.S. large cap stocks up almost eight percent year to date. So that's been really good. Emerging markets, you know, we talk about emerging markets being China, India, Brazil, Russia, places like that, up almost sixteen percent year to date. So despite all the uncertainty we've had, the markets have had a pretty good run. And that brings us back to, you know, we talk about fundamentals a lot. So what does the U.S. economy fundamentally look like? The GDP number was revised up 1.4% growth. That's not great, but that's still growing. You know, Mm -hmm. we want to think about, you know, are we getting close to a recession? And we've said before, we really don't see why that would happen now. And in some cases, it's going to be inevitable at some point, but we're seeing growth. You know, we saw OPEC Get a deal on limiting oil production. Oil prices have been a big deal. West Texas Intermediate went over $50 a barrel yesterday, the first time that's happened since, I think, back in June. So we're seeing a lot of positive signs, but just still slowly growing. And that comes back to the jobs numbers you mentioned. We added 156,000 non-farm payroll jobs, but we were expecting about 176,000. And we'd really like to see that back up in the 250, 300 range. Well, I know we would tell you that uh, we don't think that the Fedmeister will, will do her thing as far because it's pre-election. So right. we pretty much just put that off the, you know, that's off the shelf. But with some of these numbers and the market, is she going to say the economy is strong enough to raise in December? I think she will. I think the Fed has talked themselves a little bit into a corner. You know, we all thought they should have raised last year earlier than they did. Uh, I think the Fed at some point has a little bit of credibility on the line. And even this morning, they came out and said this jobs report was pretty solid. So I think they're setting the stage for a, a rate hike in December. But I just want to remind everyone what a rate hike is. We're talking about 25 basis points. That is one quarter of 1% on the overnight lending rate. This is not a big move. The market acts like it's the end of the world, but that comes back to financial media. If you get caught up in these headlines, they want you to tune in. There's a great study that we've looked at recently that showed how much viewership went up on CNBC during 2008 when the markets were going down. People get so scared. They worry about their retirement. They tune in. And guess what? That means ad revenue for those That's guys. That's definitely ad revenue. So the reality is you say that you're cautioning us. So are you saying there's a sense that... Um, Maybe we're at the end of this long run and volatility we need to be anticipating, expecting. Is it? I mean, here's what I'm going to ask you. Like right. a lot of people do. Well, is it time to get out of the market? <laughs> yeah. No, it is not time to get out. This uh, this recovery has been awfully slow. You know, we've had very low GDP growth the entire time since the end of the recession. Uh, so I, at the end of the Great Recession. So we really just don't think that the that the markets can't go higher. But now there's always a problem when you're trying to predict the future because we just don't know. So I would say, you know, past performance is indicative of absolutely nothing. Uh, and that's what we focus on. But we know long term what happens. Uh, and one of the things that we focus on is having that fundamental faith in the future. You know, we were talking earlier a little bit about the election. What impact would it have if either Secretary or Clinton or Donald Trump wins the presidency? Well, ultimately, 
neither one of them nor President Obama made the iPhone 7. We come back to fundamentals. We look at corporations. We look at profits. We look at people who are out there buying stuff. We look at all of these millions of people overseas who are joining the middle class and becoming consumers. These are themes that play out no matter who's in the Oval Office. Exactly. Well, if you just tuned in, my guest today, Keith Quinn, Scott Jordan, we're talking about, just in a few seconds, 10 ways to go broke in retirement. Keith set us up. He's told us all about things that are good, the bad, and the ugly, and there is some degree of you know, optimism. I mean, U.S. economic growth is improving, but this expansion, as Keith's telling us, is still anemic. It's still not robust as compared to everybody else. So when we come back, Keith's going to dive into the weeds with us. You're going to be listening to Rebecca Brazier here in just a moment, and she's going to talk about the Mid-South History Moment. You're listening to KWAM. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Talk money. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investments will fluctuate and, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return right after this. George Lee first came to Memphis in 1912 where he worked as a bellhop at the Gayoso Hotel to finance his education. During the First World War, Lee was accepted to a segregated Army officer training school and received a commission as a second lieutenant. Decorated for bravery in battle, he was promoted to first lieutenant, and the title Lieutenant Lee remained with him throughout his life. After the war, Lee established himself in the growing African-American insurance business, and went on to become one of the most successful African-American political and business leaders in the South. He utilized his talents as an articulate speaker and a gifted writer in his lifelong local and national career. His initial political work was in the Lincoln League, an African-American Republican organization set up in 1916 by fellow Memphian Robert Church. Although the Republican Party won few elections in Memphis until the Eisenhower years, Lee, as the local GOP leader, exerted considerable influence through his alliance with East Tennessee Republicans. Lee later worked through the Fraternal Order of Elks to call attention to civil rights struggles on a national scale. He emphasized black pride through education and the expansion of African-American companies, and was famed for his descriptions of African-American life in his writings. In 1973, Lee's portrait was placed in the state capitol, and he also received the R.Q. Vinson Memorial Award, presented by the American Legion in honor of his service to his country. Lee continued to be active in Memphis civic life until his death on August 1, 1976. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, Brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, we're talking about 10 ways to go broke in retirement. Keith Quinn, Scott Jordan. Keith, you set us up pretty good with this economy, and it's anemic. It's not growing. But we've had a... Pretty good year for the so Pretty far. good run in the stock market. So here's the deal. First of all, what's number one 
10 ways now to not, I mean, the whole idea, well, 10 ways yeah, to Yeah, we're not advocating that you do these, no, just the opposite. No, just, <laughs> that's, I guess that's what I'm struggling okay, yeah. with. When we wrote this, you guys really did a good job of getting me, you know, but 10 ways, so don't do this, but 10 ways to go broke. So here's what, number one, that you don't do this. The number one thing you do not do is you do not abandon owning stocks. You do not abandon owning companies. And people, and I understand this, you get caught up in the headlines, you get caught up in the volatility. You remember we had the Brexit vote that we talked a lot about when the United Kingdom voted to leave the European Union. The stock market dropped almost 6% in the two days after that. Well, that is incredibly scary if you're in retirement and don't think you can go back to work and have a fixed amount of money that you know has to last, as we talked about, for the next 30 years. But volatility is inherent in owning stocks, and you need to own stocks because it's the best way that you're going to have to focus on your long-term retirement, to preserve your wealth, and to outpace inflation. You know, a lot of so many people think about, you know, well, I just can't handle that that downward trend or that, you know, if it's right. dropping 10% or 20%. But the reality is if we're only going to plan for four, five, six years of retirement, I can get that. Totally and by different. the way, they shouldn't right. shouldn't have a you know a portfolio that looks like that. Right. But the reality is today we're planning for 10, 15, 20, 25 years, 30 years. And if you've got 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, you absolutely want to own stocks because long term, you know, we've talked about before, does the market ever go down? Yes. Does it always come back to make uh, back its losses? Yes. Has it always gone higher? Yes. You know, why do you not make money in stocks? You get out. You get out. Well, that just sets me up for number two, 10 ways to go broke in retirement. Scott. Uh, number two is investing too much in stocks, and this kind of touches on one of the greatest risks in retirement is that sequence of returns or order of returns risk. So one of the things we do is planning a diversified portfolio where you have a bucket to pull from during those volatile stock market times so you're not having to sell things at a loss to produce that needed income during retirement. Right. So you look back at 2007, and that's a great point. If you have all of your account in stocks, in large cap stocks in October of 2007, well, guess what? By March 9th of 2009, you have lost 57% of your account. 57% of your account. But now also remember what I just said. Has the market always come back to make back its losses? Yes. But how much of a return do you think you have to make to make up a 57% loss? 133% return. The S&P 500 did not make up those losses until three years later in March of 2012. Now, if you had a 40-60 portfolio, and what we mean by that is 40% in stocks, 60% in bonds, you made up your losses by November of 2009, November of that year. So, you know, a few months later, you've made back your losses because you have a more conservative portfolio. And that's what we do in planning your allocation, focusing on the time horizon, how long you've got before you need to access that money and how well you can handle the volatility. Don't abandon your stocks. And yet on the second heart, don't invest too much in your stocks. Well, that's putting the negative that not to do it. We're saying if you want to go broke, here's what you should do. <laughs> so don't do that. That's the bottom line. You're listening to Talk Money. You're Keith Quinn and Scott Jordan are my guests. I'm Jim Shoemaker. If you want to talk to these guys, just give them a call, 757-5757. Number three, Keith. Yeah, don't live too long. <laughs> now, that was a little bit counterintuitive. Obviously, we want to live as long as we can. You know, we talk about that a lot. We used to say longevity risk. You know, Scott and I were talking about what it looked like to retire back in the 60s and 70s. We just didn't have these long retirements, as you said earlier. We were thinking 10 years was a really long retirement. But now there's a study out by the Social Security Administration that says a 65-year-old man can expect to live to age 84. A 65-year-old woman can expect to live to age 87. 
For a couple, there's about a 50% chance that at least one reaches age 90. So we don't have longevity risk anymore. We have longevity, so we have to plan for those long-term retirements, retirements that stretch out 20 and, and 30 years. That is a different plan than it was 10, 15, 20 years Absolutely ago. Absolutely is. Now, let me put that in perspective. 20 years, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you had the pension plan. Right. Because they could, on our actuarial tables, they could say, oh, we can handle this. It's a 10-year retirement. It's no problem. Today, that's why basically 401ks exist. You've got to set aside your money. You've got to force the savings. And sometimes when you're making a job selection, how much of a match you're getting from your 401k can be very, very critical to whether or not you choose one career over another, one job, one particular employer over another. So saving for retirement because it is a long period of time. It really is. And I think that's one thing that, that people overlook a little bit is the importance of a 401k plan and getting that match and be disciplined about your saving. Absolutely. Number four, Scott. Spending too much. You spend too much. I um, never do that. <laughs> that's not a problem. Nobody uh, in this room yeah, Right, right. Yeah, spending too much, you know, according to Employee Benefits Research Institute, uh, 46% of retired ha- households spent more annually in the first two years in retirement than they ju- did just before retirement. So I think that's an important statistic. A lot of people think their spending needs are going to go down when they retire. But we, we see this a lot. There's there's different spending phases, but during that early retirement phase, we see sometimes expenses can actually I- increase a little bit. And well, people are thinking their expenses are going to go down. And, you know, the reality is they, if you start off like that and you see yourself doing that, stop it. Don't do it. You can't, you know, it's not a law, It's not a part of your plan. Unless you put in your plan, you're going to spend it for X. You're going to, you know, a lot of times it's, it's it's things that they justify. I've got to get a new roof. I've got to get a new car. I've got to do. Well, if you do it, plan it. Right. Make sure you've done that. Number five, Keith. Yeah, you rely on a single source of income. There was a study done by the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, and they found that 61% of retirees have Social Security as their primary source of income. And they found that 44% of retirees worry that Social Security is going to go away. Now, we've talked a lot about Social Security on the show. I know you do, Jim. And what we really see is that, yes, there's a chance that Social Security benefits would be cut. Potentially 77% of benefits will be paid out starting in 2035 if no changes are made to the system. Now, I would argue that changes will be made to the system. It comes back to a great Churchill quote. You can count on Americans to do the right thing after they've tried everything else. So when it gets to be an emergency situation, we'll make a change. But, but relying on that one source of income is bad. You know, we see another study that Scott and I looked at that said 72% of the baby boomers don't have pension income, as you mentioned earlier. So you've got to do more planning. How to do the planning. Well, if you just tuned in, Keith Quinn, Scott Jordan, we're talking about 10 ways to go broke in retirement. Now, we've covered five. When we come back, we're going to cover the remaining five, and then we'll do a summary for you. But you do not want to miss the rest of the program. Go keep listening. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact 
contact 901-757-5757 at shoemakerfinancial.com. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. And that telephone number is 757-5757. If you'd like to talk to Scott or Keith on these questions that we've been going through, extremely important. We're talking about 10 ways... Or, you know, the whole idea, I guess, is uh, 10 ways to not go broke. But we titled it 10 Ways to Go Broke in Retirement. Number six. Number Scott. six, you can't work. That's planning to ha- being able to work during retirement to earn part of your income and not being able to. 51% of workers expected to continue working, some in retirement, but only 6% of retirees report working in retirement as a source of income. Uh, it's also an important statistic that 60% of retirees left the workforce earlier than planned. So planning on being able to work and not being able to. That's a big issue. Number seven, Keith. You get sick. This is a huge issue, and it's one of the things that we really uh, face with all the time. When you look at the, the median cost for adult day health care in the U.S., it's almost $18,000. But then you look for a private room in a nursing home, uh, and it's almost $91,000. These are huge expenses. They can wipe out your nest egg. It's something that a lot of people worry about. This was a study done by Genworth, and they said 44% of retirees worry about their declining health is going to require them to use long-term care, and 31% Fear cognitive illnesses like Alzheimer. We didn't have Alzheimer's as much in the past because we didn't live as long. We didn't live as but long. now that we're living longer, these are real issues, and it can absolutely wipe out what you've worked to save a lifetime for. And so you've got to do some planning around that. That is something that so many people put off. It's critical. And they say it's going to be the next door neighbor. It's not going to be me. Right. But it does happen. So number eight. Number eight is you bankroll the kids and grandkids. <laughs> Well-meaning retirees uh, helping out paying for college or helping out with emergencies or helping kids buy their first home, that can be detrimental to their own long-term success in retirement. You know, I, I see that all the time. Sure. I mean, we're, we, we were do. just dealing with that. And, and it's hard to fault people for wanting well, to help their family. Absolutely not. But I do know this. We play the role sometimes of kind of saying, wait a minute, that's that can be very, very damaging to you. Let's think through that. Now, sometimes we don't, you know, we don't change your mind. Right. We're not trying to change your mind. But we're trying to give them the facts yeah. and let the emotions settle down a little bit. But it is it is a critical issue. I can remember I had one that bought a cut truck and uh, over a period of five years bought this son four vehicles. Wow. Wow. And, and she was and I kept saying, you've got to stop this. You've got to stop this. So. All right. We've gone through eight of them. Uh, number nine. Number nine is how you address number seven that I talked about. You might get sick. And number nine is you're underinsured. This is how you offset that risk of getting sick. You know, a lot of people will get Medicare Part A, which basically covers hospital services. Uh, that's pretty much free for most retirees. But you also need to think about Part B in Medicare. That covers doctor visits and outpatient services. Part D covers prescription uh, drugs. And then Medigap insurance would help cover the deductibles and co-payments. So being underinsured is one of the ways that you really put yourself at risk from becoming sick. And it's something that we really have to think about and plan for. Keith, that is so critical when you talk about it, when you say think about and plan for them. Scott, when you're working with a client, how hard is that for someone to understand all of those moving parts? Because that's a language that if they haven't thought about it, uh, you know, you get all it's kinds of questions. I'm driving in the car with four guys here a couple of weeks ago, and the guy said, hey, I got a question for you. I'm about to turn to 65. I need to know everything there is to know about Medicare. You know? <laughs> 
And I said, call Scott Gordon. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that's a lot. To, and, and we have other people in the firm also that specialize in that, Jim. But that's that's something that we always sit down with people and help them plan for is not only the insurance premiums, but the additional out-of-pocket costs. We're always putting extra money in the plan to compensate for the fact that you don't know what's gonna, what you're going to need going forward as far as health care expenses go. And that is critical. And it goes beyond health care. You know, I was thinking about a study as we were driving over here that 586 adults, 65 and over, are injured every day in automobile crashes. Uh, you know, this is one of the things that you have to insure yourself for. As we were a little iffy on some of the lights, you know, that just came to my head that, you know, we have to think about the, the potential for that. I'm going to have to admit to you, too. <laughs> I hear you. I, I understand what you're saying. By the way, we're not going to go into that for the listeners. <laughs> but that is something that I'll deal with when the program's over. <laughs> but, uh, you know, here's what some some of our senior citizens do. They still do things that they could do when they were 35, and they right. think now that they're 75, they can still do them, and they shouldn't be. Oh, I have a 25-year-old mindset, and I don't have a 25-year-old body. That's exactly right. Number 10, Scott, real quick. What's Number the- 10, a big one, you get scammed. Uh, the FBI notes that seniors are a prime target for criminals because of their trusting nature uh, and also their unwillingness to report the crimes after they do get scammed. Uh, a lot of times people pretending to be Medicare get personal information or offering chances to get involved in an investment club. We see a lot of different scams out there, and seniors are a, are a huge target for that. And I think the other risk is that the scammers are becoming more and more sophisticated. These things sound absolutely legit. It is really getting harder to spot them. Well, that's the critical part. In fact, next week, we're going to, Mac Bailey with the Bailey Law Firm is going to be talking about, are you aging? Do you have a peace of mind? That's really what he's going to tell you. He says, you know, the whole idea of the day is the youngest you'll ever be. We're going to dive into Elder Law with Mac. He always does a great job with that. And we appreciate him being with us next week. Guys, it has been fast and furious, but we've been talking about 10 ways, you know, I guess the whole idea, to go broke in retirement. If you just tuned in, get this program, listen to it again, because it's really 10 ways to not go broke. We've kind of turned it around a little bit. You need to be paying attention. Scott, thank you so much, sir, for being with me today. I appreciate it. Glad to be here, Jim. Keith, as always, man, you do a great job. Hey, thank you. My pleasure. Well, again, I've enjoyed today. I hope you have. We talked about making the decision to retire and transition. How do you do it? And then 10 ways to not go broke. So, hey, I thank you for being a part of the program. I just think the whole key is we've tried to give you some insight, some help, and that's what the program is for. It's to give you insight and help to your financial needs, what you're trying to do. So don't forget yet listen to the program stay with us i appreciate today my course my producer and board operators john mccommon my uh production assistant has been francis fortner she also coordinates all of our content eleanor moskovitz is marketing rebecca brazier drew johnson did the mid-south history moment my guest scott jordan keith quinn great job thank you so much guys thanks for listening i'm jim shoemaker here every day helping you make the most of your money Jim Shoemaker, Keith Quinn, and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. This is the voice of Memphis, AM 990, KWAM Memphis, online at KWAM990.com.